episode three, season two. Full shine. I am always impressed, actually, when we (laughs) hear this again. (laughs) You know, I was just listening to like season one. Because I listen to autopilot often. And I just laugh because I'm like, oh my God, the crinkling of the papers, the sounds. And then it's like season two, the fucking quality. And I'm like, have people stuck long enough to make it to season three? Wait, we at season four? We're in season four. We're in season four. Fuck. We're in season four. Well, we had those 2,500 downloads on our website. Oh, 2,500. I like every once in a while. Do you get the emails from Soulshine? Do you like? No. Oh, because I had the email hooked up to my phone. So every once in a while, it's like these random people like, blah, 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 likes this episode. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? (laughs) (laughs) It's cool, but I don't know who the people are. It is cool. I mean. Thanks, strangers. Thanks for listening to us. Thank you, indeed. I know. Sometimes I think if we should, should we like re-record? The early episodes, but we can't. It's already done. That's the perfectionist done. in me being like, dang. Yeah, no way. What a this waste is of not... time. Instead of recording <laughs> season two, we record season five. Yeah, exactly. Mm. All right, here we go. Today, um, season um, four. So just to clarify. <laughs> get this we're right. in season four, episode two, and our quality, sound quality might still be just mediocre. No, <laughs> Actually, I think the sound quality no, is pretty okay with the fucking headphones. It's amazing. Yeah, that's wild. The easiest way is right. actually going to work out well. Yeah, we have all that fucking equipment. And it's like, what are we doing? Oh my God, I know. All right. So, right. All right, here we go. We'll um, give it away on Facebook Marketplace, not to promote Facebook, yeesh. Um, today's <laughs> episode is on therapy. Oh my God. Can I say it was a little... Oh my God, it's my favorite thing. I no, I mean, it's one of my favorite things. I was a little bit cocky. I didn't mean to be in this episode, like do to do, not really preparing. And I realized I had to get my thoughts down <laughs> and like, send them to you. This. I got this. Yeah, like this is what I do. Hey, I'm not so, gonna lie, you sent me your thoughts and I can't read your scribble. So Yeah, no, I <laughs> I don't know what you wrote. <laughs> I did. I would say, I yeah, I would give my performance to you like a C minus <laughs> in terms of timeliness and organization. Just funny. I but, was like, the scribbles, the scribbles from Jesse. I'm like, yeah, okay, I know, cool, I know. Cool. It's cool. a hot mess. This is a reflective of, uh, yeah, reflective <laughs> of how my, my life feels right now. That's all right. That's all right. But it's important. It's important we uh, talk about therapy and maybe open up some... Some, what's the word I'm looking for? Not cliches, taboos, maybe people have about it or people that are yeah, so... Yeah, kind of destigmatize it. To, yeah, yeah, that's a good phrase. Completely, and just invite people into the experience. Get a yeah. little uncomfortable for the sake of your own growth. Right. So, in 2019, the CDC did a big study and found that 9.5% of U.S. adults are, have been in therapy. In the last 12 months. So that's across the entire U.S. I feel like around Boston, it's probably like 27%. Yeah, I was like, I think it's going to be a Doesn't little Doesn't it more. feel like way more? Yeah, I feel like everyone, everyone goes to therapy. I know, I know. So I was surprised at that number. But then I remembered, you know, we live in a big country with a lot of different views on therapy. So that's the U.S. number. 
Uh, I wanted to open up with a little bit of history and not like the textbook um, starting with Sigmund Freud history, but way, way back. I think us millennials can be really aligned with this idea of mental health awareness being new. And in a lot of ways it is in terms of the way that we're respecting it and honoring it, but the existence of it, the curiosity around it and the attempt to make it better is not new by any means. Mm -hmm. In so 3,500 years ago in ancient Egyptian and Greek writings, Mm -hmm. There's, they were references to healing through words. Mm. It's like 3,500 years ago, this idea of, of talk, they're talking about talk therapy. 500 BC, Siddhartha founded psychotherapeutic practices through Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Hippocrates uh, comes up with the hypothesis that depression is, has a biological root and is caused by excess black uh, bile. Uh, 300 BC, the theory of, is it chai, ki, qi, the life force, and the yin and yang, that's, that's 300 BC. 170 BC, there's a book written, The Diagnosis and Cure of the Soul's Passion by Galen in Ancient Greece on how to counsel those with psychological issues. I mean, that's fucking a long time ago. Right? That's like a long time ago. But then how, like, after all those years, was it like the 50s when they were doing fucked up shit to people with, like, mental health? Like, so where did that come from? I basically, <laughs> I wrote I wrote a note that said, let's skip over oh, that. The, hun- the hundreds of years that are extremely shameful. Oh, and okay, when things go, like, horribly. No, no, no. I wouldn't. Oh, we'll just, no, again, we'll not expecting you to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think we know, we don't have time to cover how uh, dark humanity can get, all the variables that contribute, uh, like money and power uh, Mm. and ego that contributed to people being treated horribly. I wonder, like, who the Uh, first person was, like, you know, 4.5 thousand years ago that was like, hey, man, I got to talk this out. Will you come listen? (laughs) Like, who is the first person to figure out, like, just saying it to a neutral person will make you feel better. It's so cool to think about how innate it is. Yeah. How human it is. Yeah. To to need that kind of emotional support. Yeah. And just the verbally getting it out. Like, I'm sure there's studies of what actually happens when you say it out loud, take it off of your weight like the difference in your body like physically in your body because i'm sure like when people have meetings with you when they're done with their hour they're probably like i physically feel great not mentally i physically feel great yeah that's like i don't know i think i just saw a quote that was like sometimes the weight we need to lose isn't the weight on our bodies Uh or on the scale but it's true from our soul, the weight from our soul. It's Absolutely. like we hold so much that it's like if you just put it out there, it does lighten you up and it allows space for more things in your life instead of holding on to all of those little thoughts or conclusions or, you know, 
things. Like just go talk to someone. It's not like a bad thing. Not a bad thing. So that's a reality check. That's just a reality check for our millennials and everyone that that this is not new. We can think of our ancestors thousands of years ago. Right. Needing some support around their anxiety and depression. Just didn't have all the terminology and complications that it has now. Nice. All right. So. Okay. So uh, then I was thinking of shifting into like basically what to expect when you're expecting (laughs) to go to therapy. (laughs) Um, And I have a little. Where to start? Where to start? What do you think people are expecting for therapy? Answers. <laughs> answers. My swallowing isn't too loud on the recording. I'm having some nice uh, lemon ginger tea with probiotics. Oh, oh, I love lemon ginger with probiotics. Mm, mm. I'm having water. Answers. So, <laughs> yes, the <laughs> naturally. I'm having water. No, I that think I agree. And so that can happen, not in the way that people expect it to also happen. Think. Yes. They right? think you're going to give them answers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. you're the expert on your life and I'm here to help you to become your own guide Mm -hmm. I've used that word more lately I like Mm -hmm. that it's like because we all talk about like be be the parent you needed when you were younger be the be your your own friend and I think it encompasses all of that this idea of being a helpful force to yourself Mm -hmm. a kind force to yourself Mm. So star, circle, underline the biggest thing in terms of the biggest variable uh, that tells us whether or not therapy is going to be successful is the connection with your therapist. Oh, my God. So many people don't like the fucking Mm. first therapist that they find. It blows my mind. I know, but they stay, I know it's so, but they stay and they hate I know, the fucking person. I know you guys. I know it's because doing? there's a stupid power differential in the relationship. And it's like, well, they're the professional. If you don't like them. And honestly, it's an opportunity to reflect what's going on. If you stay with a therapist you don't like, that's probably mimicking some of the relationships in your life outside of therapy. Mm-hmm. And so it's an opportunity to think about what about you is staying committed to something that isn't serving you. Right. Right. So interesting. So um, you can actually, send an email. <laughs> so listen, wait. One of my please, um, please. one of my friends had a therapist that they hated. They hated this therapist. They thought that I hate to say this, but they were just fucking dumb as shit. They were like, I I hate mm. this therapist. But they loved that every Tuesday at two o'clock they could get in their car, they could drive to Starbucks, they could smoke a little bowl. Like they liked. The ritual of taking time to themselves. So instead of finding Mm -hmm. someone that actually helped them, they hated seeing this person, but they loved having the hour to themselves. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck are you doing? You could have the hour to yourself without seeing the person, or you could have the hour to yourself and find someone that you like better. So like, what what are you doing? I know. 
And I do understand it is an effort to find a therapist and find a good one. So once when you finally get that intake, it's hard to accept. However, zooming out and looking at, at the big picture, right. what's best for you. Right. Okay. okay. Continue what you were saying when I cut you off. So yes, <laughs> the rapport with your therapist trumps uh, the actual approach they use in terms of determining success. Yes. This is like across the board in all studies. Uh, the idea of setting up actual goals. I think a lot of people aren't prepared in their first session to answer the question. I'm like, what, how would you know therapy was working? What, what, what do you actually want to get out of this? hour to yourself every week or every two weeks which is okay so to be able to really articulate that (laughs) Mm -hmm. well it is and it isn't what we want to avoid what i want to avoid for someone who wants to see as a therapist who wants to see growth is is just the uh venting the aimless chit chat or the we we can have some of that but also this idea of maintaining a thread mm-hmm. whether it's revisiting the theme of avoiding vulnerability in intimate relationships or revisiting the theme of assuming the worst about yourself like we want to just be mindful of aims along the way okay it's funny that you say that because we've talked about this before about how you're a therapist i'm a hairdresser and i'm joked about how i feel like sometimes people tell me more than they tell you Mm. because I think it is important in actual therapy to follow that thread and continue to work on the things you want to work on. But when you go into the hair salon, you can dump stuff in the hair salon. Mm -hmm. And the next time you come in, you don't have to talk about it. Sometimes you want that just one unloading. So I get sometimes a little more from people because they know that next haircut, I'm not going to be like, so... Let's work on that again. I'm going to be right, like, right. we're going to talk well, about Well, there's not the accountability. Yeah, right. So I'm like that. And the, so, I'm like a dumping yeah, ground. <laughs> yeah. Like you just dump it and leave it. But mm-hmm. it is, I think mm-hmm. it is important that if you're actually trying to maybe work through some stuff to follow through on it, continue to talk about it, continue to be uncomfortable in it, continue mm-hmm. exactly. to you know, get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And things come up, you know, there can be sessions that are about nothing related. It's not just, it's not about rigidity. It's about consistency. Mm. Sorry, and so you just brought up sharing, I know, <laughs> sharing in no worries at all. Uh, therapy versus sharing with, with someone like you, right? It's a completely different space, but it's a very safe space in both situations your hairdresser and mm-hmm. and your therapist um and so bringing this attitude of vulnerability mm-hmm. how hard it is i i often hear something like i've never told any other therapist that you know because if if you're staying keeping a safe environment but but holding a person accountable they'll get there mm-hmm. you know, to the to the discomfort discomfort that they're in a way seeking so mm-hmm. that they can go beyond it. But that does make sense to me because I also think that sometimes people don't want me or clients don't want me to like be disappointed 
Um, or, you know, or, you know, have any judgment or something. So even if it's a really safe, you know, um, sometimes I'll end a session, I'm like, well, I know you were a little X, Y, or Z there, you know. <laughs> I laugh when people say something. that to me because they were like, oh, Emily, you're going to be disappointed. Or Emily, yeah. I didn't do this. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm always like laughing because I'm like, guys, not my life. Personally, I, I don't care if you do that or not. You should. I know. I don't feel yeah. any type of way because you didn't do that for you in your life. Right. But right, it's interesting because right, right. people, yeah, yeah. they do. I've had people I'm cancel like, their I care, but I don't feel any kind of way. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. I've had people yeah, cancel yeah. hair appointments. Oh, wow. Because I've been like, you have to do this by your next hair appointment. And they'll cancel, mm-hmm. they'll push it out a few weeks. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. I, want, I didn't do it yet. So I, I had to do it. So I had to cancel. <laughs> oh, so my God. Funny. The hair cut. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, right? They know I'm going to give them shit about it, so. <laughs> but, but, all right, what else you got in your notes here? Wait, wait we had what to expect. Answer. Yes, yes. So let's quickly run through the first session. If somebody's never been to therapy before. Okay. Um, usually these days, like, you can do all the paperwork ahead of time, e-signing, but you might do it in session as well. Uh, and you're going to, of course, ask a bunch of questions. Uh, or answer a bunch of questions and uh, you know talk through your history and stuff but like a first date we want to remember or like an interview we want to remember that we're not just wanting the other person's approval or acceptance you know, so you just stop and make sure that you're assessing how you're feeling with this person what you think of the therapist just general vibe mm-hmm. are they communicating in a way that makes sense to you do you yes, have I've, to fill out like a essay? Do you give something to your people that tell them about you? Or do you only... I, yes, I have a questionnaire that uh, that's all open-ended that they fill out ahead of session. So I look that over. No, no. But you. I'm sorry. Like, do they know anything about you? Do you fill out the questionnaire? I give a little bit of time. I give a little bit of time at the end to ask. Just give a, little, a very general overview of what my approach is. Um, and, and kind of not even but I don't feel anything your personality. Yet. You're like, Oh, you know, I'm married. I have one child. I you oh, know, grew no, up in no, the I... Northeast because I feel like that's also something that people they're like, I can't talk to you about my kids and my family. You don't have kids. So I just didn't know if you <laughs> well, told that's people a little, separate issue. A, little yeah. a little about yourself so they can feel as if they relate to you as a person oh that's interesting I don't share I mean I would say most of my clients know I'm married with a child somehow it just comes up but it's but it's I don't I don't intentionally introduce it in the first session I want to keep the big the true impression that the, the space isn't really at all about you my story that I would say that's of utmost importance to me. So if people want to ask, I, I will say you can ask any question. I'll answer it if I'm comfortable. And if not, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I just didn't know. When I don't people say it like out, that. <laughs> Cause I don't know when people are out like searching for a therapist, they can, I guess they just judge a book by its cover. 
you just look at the person's yeah, face I and see if you so. like them. Pretty much. I mean, don't we all make split second decisions? I guess you know? so. I guess I so. think so people can roughly tell, you know, I'm an older millennial. So that gives some information. I, can you meet me? I don't know. That's how I used to pick. Um, I think that can make people comfortable. That's how I used to pick <laughs> hair color from CVS when I was younger. <laughs> I used to just pick the prettiest girl in the box and be like, I'm going to color my hair yeah. this color. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, kind that's of what we up, do, right? Yeah. Judge mm-hmm. a book by its cover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I do end up matching up, I would say, 95% of the time with people who really, really suit me. And I, I like to think I suit them just based on how we work together. Oh, that's so interesting. How you really can just line up through a picture. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. And a blurb, you know, a little blurb. All right, all right. Um, a couple things, just like, not warnings, but just be aware Especially after your first session, a person can experience what Brene Brown calls a vulnerability hangover. Like mm. at first, you're really like, ooh, I'm, I'm sharing and this feels really nice. But then you leave in your home and it's like, oh, shit, I just shared my whole history with a stranger. Is this safe? Is it? We kind of recoil a bit. So that can be normal. Mm-hmm. You can talk about it in your next session. Um, and the way to get around that is to maybe just try to be mindful about how safe it feels to to share and maybe trying to like I don't want to say slow down you don't want to limit yourself but just try to prioritize safety first then mm-hmm. sharing also keep in the back of your head um HIPAA so if you're home and you're like oh my god I shared so much uh legally the person oh, yeah, that's you not just going anywhere can't fucking oh, tell god, anybody yeah. so yeah, don't, no, it's, don't it's really think it. away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's fucking Completely. laws against that shit. So mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. worry. She's not telling anyone mm-hmm. that you don't like your fucking aunt. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Now I have to say, in this setting, the like uh, this kind of group practice or private practice, I I really don't hear that talk. Nope. There's not. There's not a god. No. No. I would say way back when I was working at like a a partial program, the some of the counselors would talk in a way that I didn't think was necessarily professional. Oh, interesting. Um, you know, but this is like a this is very, your own. very different setting than your own the kind of therapy. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Also, it can get worse before it gets better. Mm. Makes sense, right? We're going into uncomfortable territory, the unknown. But the aim is to get to the other side. Yeah, it's like when you get a nose job, they essentially have to break your fucking nose before they can rebuild it. So sometimes it gets a little worse before it gets better. <laughs> it is just like that. I don't know. About why to break just, some emotional bones. I don't know why that just came. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know true. either. Sometimes, and even with others, so we're talking mental health with physical health. You know, you fracture your foot. They're probably going to break your foot to put it back together. Mm-hmm. So it's like the same mm-hmm. thing with mental health. You're probably going to break yourself before you can put yourself back together. And you just need mm-hmm. to sometimes. You just fucking need to. <laughs> I love you. And there it is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's in a nutshell, at least what what to prioritize and a little bit about what to expect. Okay. All right. Um, 
I don't do like strict homework, but sometimes some therapists give homework. I give my um, clients I try to homework. give like a little bit of things here and there, like watch this or read that, meditate on this. Yeah, I give people homework. Because I feel sessions. like people are, people are used to being like, we go to school for how many years and you get homework. So it's like, well, why don't you, it's like an accountability thing. It is. And another comparison too is, you know, we talk about people going to church on Sunday and act in another way the rest of the week. It's like, can't go to therapy one day and then, you know, just shelf it, shelf, shelf. it for the rest of the week. Put it away. Um, yeah. Like that's not happening. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, all right. A little bit at least. Well, yeah. What did you want to bring? Tell me what you have. Well, I'm thinking we get a couple more minutes. So you kind of gave oh my God. the okay. rundown what to expect, what to look for. I actually asked three people that I know go to therapy to give me the top three things that they've gotten out of it. So we've essentially talked about what you give to them. And then this is what they take home. So let's see. I had three people, a female, a male, and a transgender. So we've kind of just, we've covered, we covered the board. Beautiful. Well all, done. All three are human, you know, thoughts and yes, emotions. Indeed. Um, so my female that I asked had said, tell me, what did you get out of therapy? And she said she has stopped seeking reassurance. She's learning um, personal thoughts and emotions are valid. Because for life, you think that your shit's not valid. So she's learning her things mm. are actually valid. And she's not looking for reassurance outside. You know, that her family never validated anything. Always, you know, use these terms. You're being a baby. You're being dramatic. And it's mm-hmm. like, you're not. Those are just your feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's learning about uncertainty. Um, becoming aware mm-hmm. of irrational thoughts. And understanding that there's always that 1% that could go wrong, but learning that whatever happens, it's always going to be okay. So like taking away, like, it's going to be okay, I think is like huge. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, what my female has taken away from therapy. And you think maybe the male side would be very different, but... The male side says it, you know, opened his eyes to also his unhelpful thoughts and patterns and, you know, the narrative that he tells himself that it's just not the true story, you know, Mm. and, you know, his therapist gives him the tools to rewrite the unhelpful thoughts. So like you said, it's like sometimes it has to get worse before it gets better. So it's you have to see that you have these you know, Mm -hmm. thoughts that aren't serving you. But then, you know, you have a person that can provide you things to help you rewrite those thoughts. Um, And then learning to be compassionate towards himself and to have his own back in situations because you have to. And the more you stand up for yourself, the more other people see that and gravitate towards that energy and want to also stand up and support you. But if you can't support yourself, other people don't understand that they should be supporting you too. 
Um, and then my last that question, person is going to a therapist who's just like me or is me, but, but that's narrative therapy all the way. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, and then my last person, my trans person that I talked to, um, told me that they've just been able to express themselves without fear and without judgment, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, cause mm-hmm. sometimes it's, it's huge. It's scary to be yourself, mm-hmm. whether you're transitioning as a person or you're just a young female who your mom always called you a baby. Like, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's scary to go into the judging world. So they're, you know, learning to express themselves. Um, they enjoy having a neutral party to help direct through these thoughts and through these decisions, not mm-hmm. give answers, but just help direct them. And I'm going to stress yeah, neutral yeah. because you're not in it to sway anyone anyway or to pick sides or mm-hmm. create a story mm-hmm. or perspective for someone. You're just a neutral territory that's like, tell me what you're thinking. And then just exactly. asking the questions, are these thoughts valid? Are these serving you? Are these the thoughts you want to put your energy into? It's like you're asking the question for the client to find the answer. You're not giving mm-hmm. the answer. Um, mm-hmm. and then they, you know, learn ways to be a better communicate, uh, communicated with themselves and the people around them. Cause if you can't dig yeah. through your own mm-hmm. stuff and know how to communicate with self, then you're not going to be able to communicate with the rest of the world outside of you. So it's like, I felt Beautiful. like, I felt like these three people, it's nothing fluffy it's nothing too dark it's just like hey I'm becoming aware and I'm trying is essentially what I feel like I picked up from all three of these people that's so cool I love that you did that right it's very uh hopeful right because right. no one has really ever been like so what do you get from therapy I fucking hate it I hate doing this <laughs> this is terrible <laughs> I feel right? awful it's like <laughs> you know there's right. a lot of unknown a lot of uncertainty there's a lot of vulnerability there's a lot of mm. emotions and feelings but discomfort yeah but when it's when it's done that weight is taken off of you and it makes space for you to have the thoughts and create the future and create the patterns and create the relationships yeah have some more peace and a sense of control yeah, yeah. you really don't have redefining to redefining that yeah. Yeah. First, we have to kind of understand, yeah, what prevents us from having that those those feelings of peace and control. You know, too. What unrealistic expectations we have around those, and then and <laughs> it's like it. for anyone that's thinking about it and is like uncomfortable or still unsure about it. You know, kind of one of these upsides with all this fucking Zoom bullshit is sometimes it's easier to be in your own house and be behind a computer or behind a screen, mm-hmm. like. Nowadays, you don't have to wait in a waiting room. You don't have to sit around, you know, Psychology Today magazine while you're awkwardly waiting to go on your first date with a fucking stranger when you're like, I don't even know what I'm going to say. It's like, I don't know, sometimes being behind the computer gives you a little bit of courage. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then you don't have to like awkwardly drive home in your car crying. Safety of the environment. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like you're home. (laughs) You're home. Go pet your dog. Go lay back in bed. So it is mm-hmm. an interesting twist, I feel, on therapy that you can do it from a safe place to it's start to feel safe doing it. 
Yeah. 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 Emily? Fun topic. Do you go to therapy? No, not right now. (laughs) Not at this moment, but I have in the not too distant past. Okay. Okay. Do you think about it? I've had multiple therapists. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do. I think about. They were like, actually, you know what? Ironically, there was one therapist I, I actually wish I changed because I did feel some judgment from her. Yeah. Uh, but then I had another one who just completely rocked. That's cool. You just got to so, find, you got to mm-hmm. find the shoe that fits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got to find the shoe that fits. Cool. Um, so I'm guessing if people have questions, you know, you can email us soulshinepodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can look at us on Instagram, which I haven't posted anything in probably a year, but we're there. Soulshine. We are there. We do exist. What's our handle at Soulshine Podcast? I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds Uh, right. I don't think there's really any. You'll play your little thing at the end anyway. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We recorded that six years ago. Still the same. Still the same. (laughs) Still the same. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Well. I hope people go get some therapy or just feel comfortable talking out loud about things. Yeah, do it like the ancient Egyptians. Yeah. Just try healing through words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Healing through words and then scribble on the wall. So in 4,000 years, we can see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. What's going to happen 4,000 years from now? That's up next on Soul Shine. Jesus Christ. I don't (laughs) even even know what we're talking about. No, I know. I know. We're going to be living in our computer screens. We're going to be the fucking. (laughs) This is going to be our life. It's going to be like Wally. I still haven't seen that one. (laughs) (sighs) I know. I I think you would like it, but also just find it depressing because it is. But it is great. Yeah. I do love it. Have you seen Moana? Yeah. <laughs> I got mixed feelings about that one. <laughs> we'll talk about it oh, another really? one. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Got it, so got I got feel it, got like Wally, I probably have mixed feelings too. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> all right, so all right, here we go. Soul Shine podcast coming to you. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Soul Shine Podcast. You can email us at soulshinepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear ideas for future shows and even get you on here to shoot the shit and tell us your story. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And most importantly, don't forget to let your soul shine.